All right, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Jill, your host. This is Can You Relate Fit and Health. Um, with me today is my guest, Mackenzie. Say, what's going on, Mackenzie? Hey, everybody. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for being my guest today. Um, Mackenzie, how old are you? I'm 28. Right. And uh, were you active as a kid? Um, in terms of activity, totally. I was outside a lot, kind of like a stickly little child, actually. Not stickly, stickly. So right. Small and skinny, running around. High energy, for sure. Did you play sports? Oh, barely. Nah, that's definitely not me. I rode horses, actually. That was that was kind of my, my sport of choice. I love to ride and do jumping and did shows like that, which does require some, like, pretty strong strength, actually. Yeah, no, and it does. Kind of like the lower half of your body. <laughs> right. Um, so how about through school? Were you active through school or no? Active? Um... Like, all through high school and college? Yeah, like, did you, well, you didn't play a sport, but, like, did you go to a gym? Did you still, like, Oh, absolutely not. Um, No, I was a very lazy creature. I still am to this day, so I'm definitely not the picture of health. Um, But, yeah, no, so not super active on those fronts. I actually just got a gym membership maybe last year when I was working out with you and you were first showing me how to go to the gym because I was scared. Right. (laughs) So, no, I've only really just started in my, like, mid to late 20s, actually. Okay. You know, that just starts happening. You just start being like, I got to go take care of myself a little bit. Right. Um, I know when I met you, uh, was it four or five years ago now? Probably four years ago now. Um, that you, yeah. uh, I know you were a lot thinner than you are now, but that, you know, is because you ended up realizing you had celiacs, right? For sure, yeah. So how did that so whole thing been a crazy, come about? Totally, yeah. It's It's been a crazy couple of years in regards to learning out I had celiac disease and kind of just dealing with the repercussions physically, emotionally, mentally, having to grapple with your body changing at just like a kind of a rapid rate. It's kind of nuts. So to make a long story short, essentially, I found myself just like constantly being kind of sick after everything I was eating and Mind you, I love pasta, I love Chinese food, I love pretty much anything I can get my hands on that was covered in gluten and, like, fattening and delicious. Um, right. And I was just, like, a little creature. Like, I was so sickly thin. My friend told me I looked like a little baby alien. Um, were you that way always <laughs> since, like, uh, since you were a kid? Did you always have that reaction to gluten, or was it more towards later in life? Really towards later in life, it started, it really started getting bad. Just like, you know, almost thinking I'm going to have like an emergency on the subway kind of situation where I'm right. like, oh God, run home and just like lock yourself in the bathroom. And yeah, actually it was funny because I started dating a new guy at, but right before I had figured out I had celiacs and he was very gently a couple of months in was like, hey, you know, I think you get a little, you know, I don't want to say anything too crazy, but I think you get a little irritable and like you don't seem to feel good after you eat. Maybe you should go to a gastro and just get it checked out. And I was like, oh, I mean, I don't think anything's really going on. Okay, fine. I'll check it out. And it was crazy because I'm having this whole battle with my insurance and I almost didn't even go through with my like colonoscopy because I was like, I don't even know if this is worth it. Right. And turns out right before I went under, my gastro told me, she's like, listen, I really think you have celiacs, um, but we'll confirm with the colonoscopy. And I was like, oh, man, okay. And really since that day, I guess it was like July 2017 at this point, um, I've had to accustom myself to a gluten-free diet, which has just been a really big change when you're like a crazy eater like me. 
Um, it's been really funny because I've had to learn how to cook right. really in the last two years, which is like a big kind of lifestyle change, which I didn't really realize. But taking food into your own hands and you know being the one that's in control of it and making sure there's no contamination. I guess it makes you really think about food, though, right? It makes you think about what you're putting into your body, yeah. Absolutely. And you have to be a lot more cautious about going out and going to eat and where where you're going to go. And all these kind of new risks are on the table. Um, I mean, just the other day, not to, like, overshare, but I think everyone here can handle it, but I actually got sick at work. I threw up at a new job. It was, like, day two of a new job, if you can believe that. I had some some chicken. I just assumed it was safe, which was a big no-no in this disease. And, you know, it wasn't bread or anything. I was just, this will be fine. And I wound up having to just hold down my throat for like an hour, like wow. while we were on live TV, since you and I work in TV, you know, right. and like, I was just like, I, while we were live, I couldn't get up from my seat at a new job. And I was just like holding it back. I'm like, oh my God, I just got a bomb. They ran into the bathroom, threw up everywhere. Very lovely story, but wow. that's the reality is, like, you have to be super cautious about what you intake. Um, so then do you find, wild. so since you got diagnosed, right, in July of 2017, because prior to that, you, you had those reactions of wanting to throw up. Do you find that since you've basically eaten um, four celiacs now, gluten-free, do you find that if you do eat, the ramifications are now worse because your body has gotten used to not eating the gluten over the last two uh, oh yeah yeah two years yeah yeah you're exactly right it's been crazy and that's that was kind of the thing like sometimes I'll take little risks and this thing that happened a month or two ago at this point I was like I I've been so much more cautious because I I had never been in so much pain you know I, I was in I was in writhing pain I had to leave work I went home I was sick for hours it was crazy and I mean I used to get sick but not to that extent I never I never threw up so I was like oh my god this is really powerful yeah so really have to be cautious so you say that prior to finding out you celiacs your body just got used to you eating the gluten i mean it still upset your stomach and did things to you but now that because it's been been out of your system and reintroduced again the effects are a lot worse how long did that let you out for was it just a day or was it like a couple of days no luckily it was just that night it was probably like four or five hours of just you know being stuck in the bathroom and it felt like you had food poisoning basically that's the equivalent okay um so it was just the worst worst sick stomach and just writhing in pain and just crying it was a big mess and so honestly since then i was like i really need to take my contamination here a lot more seriously yeah um yeah i'm not even going out as much as i used to i'm kind of just really honestly i've been kind of traumatized since <laughs> that. i'm like i will not allow that to happen again so mentally how is this been for you then the last two years coming to terms with it adjusting your food and everything else like and then that will happen like yeah. a month ago like how has that been mentally for you honestly mentally it's been kind of it's been a little taxing at times because a lot of times one you can get just poisoned by anybody out in the world that thinks something is safe and then if they're not and they feel bad and it's all this there's just like so much emotional stuff tied up in it too it's really kind of conflicting um it's hard socially like you've been talking about yeah oh yeah yeah socially it's it's really it can be a challenge um you gotta like eat beforehand i feel like i constantly carry certain like kind bars on me or i'll always eat before i go to a friend's house because i'm not sure if they're gonna have something for me and then often that comes with this weird thing like oh you already ate like i think i i'm just like i'm sorry like i just have to be really cautious so mentally it's been it's been a challenge honestly because not only have i you know, 
um, had to just adapt to changing my diet, which I'm really, I always eat for, I eat for comfort. Like I eat and drink like crazy because I just, it makes me feel safe and nurtured and it's slightly a problem, but to have to really kind of reel myself in away from the diet I had before has been a challenge because one, I ate for comfort and security and I never gained any weight. And now it's the complete opposite where I have to, I have to cook mostly all of my meals and I've gained maybe 25 pounds since the diagnosis. Um, and I haven't really gone much above that, but it's been a steady 25 and it's like a little more, it's a lot, it's honestly a lot more than I'm used to. So mentally having to grapple with like weight gain is really quite interesting. Was it, phenomenon. was it night? nice I guess initially seeing the weight go on after you found out you had celiacs and then kind of taking it from there like it was nice to see the weight yeah. go on, that you're not sickly looking anymore and now you're looking healthier and then it kind of grows from totally. there yeah it's a little weird it was a little um it was a little strange actually because I mean the first probably the first five to ten pounds I was like oh I look good you know like I had boobs for the first time in my life <laughs> I was like this is cool um I was like, always wanted these, and but then like it just kept coming, and I was like, oh god, and I was just like kind of overflowing, right. and I had to honestly, I had to buy all new clothes and bras and underwear and jackets and coat, like it was costly. It was a really costly thing, yeah. and my face is big, like everything looks different. But a lot of people have over the last few years encouraged my aesthetic, even though that's not really something they have to do. But they were just like, oh, you look good, you look healthy, and Sometimes I look at old pictures and it's really weird for me. So I'm like, oh, I thought I, you know, I think I look good there, and I get this whole body dysmorphic thing going. So it's honestly a challenge at times. Right, I can believe that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, another reason why I have Mackenzie on is um, something that you said to earlier is that you're an emotional eater, and Mackenzie and I have talked about this before because she's an astrologist. Is that how your sign can affect also like how you eat and your body type and so on and so forth. And I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit as well. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's fun. So I'm an astrologer and when I was first kind of meeting Jill and I was dabbling in learning astrology. So we would kind of share things over the years. And so personally I'm a Cancerian, which means I'm a cancer, cancer son. And a funny thing about cancers is that they're ruled by their stomach actually. So, um, you know, every, all the guttural emotions, all the need to feel nurtured and safe, it all comes through eating for a cancer. So I understood going into like this kind of situation with having to curb my diet um, and, and change my intake of things that it was going to be this real process for me of uh, kind of shifting away from my normal comfort foods or learning to make them on my own in kind of a healthier quote unquote way um, by my own hand in a way. So yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of funny to think of that, like using astrology to um, know kind of your your innate weaknesses or what you're ruled by. You know, like you're a Sagittarius, yep, um, right? And Sag rules the size, and like just having like strong, big size that can like, you know, I just think of you like lifting and being awesome and like being so powerful in your workout. But and you know, it's funny, but those strong thighs are what like. Because that's where the last of my fat comes off, and I have such a hard time with my thighs. Because it it bothers me with with them that I have, you know, such big thighs. But that's just my makeup and who I am. And it's hard for me at times to to learn to accept that and love that. Because uh, again, it's the last, it's the one thing that has always bothered me. But I'm learning to love that part of my body more now. 
totally. Yeah, I think they're majestic. I mean, Thank and it's, it's funny because, yeah, you look great. Are you kidding me? So as a Sag, it's like this This is your ruling, you know, with your son and Sag, you're, you're ruled by these guys. And, and to come into contact with your core and your story and to know your own power, you almost have to come into that love and acceptance of, of that part of your body to get in touch with it and to use, you know, the power of a thigh and, like, what it can do and the support. I mean, I don't know too much about it when it comes to, like, exercise and stuff like that or, or what it does, but I would imagine that there's so much weight that goes into it and, and, and balance. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Definitely there is. I mean, the legs are some of the strongest, you know, parts of your body, so it's what carries us. Right. Totally. So the Sag, like, it, yeah, it's just interesting for each sign to kind of know, like, a little bit about um, what their kind of ruling body part is so they can kind of know what, like, where their pain is coming from or things like that. So when I was, when I'm a cancer and I'm ruled by my stomach, I'm like, oh, of course, like, I would have a, a autoimmune disease that's kind of very stomach related, even though it's not in the stomach, it's in the intestines. Right. Um, but still, but you know what I mean? It's through yeah. eating. It's hard because you're, yeah, like you said, you're ruled by your stomach. It was all comfort food. And now you had to change that comfort to find a new comfort, you know, and still be ruled totally. by, still be ruled by the comfort in, in your stomach, but just find a new way of eating. And that's hard totally. to do. Cancers are total emotional eaters. So it's, it's, it's a real challenge. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. And that is interesting. Um, it's yeah, funny totally. Too. It's funny too, because before we, on a weird side note, uh, Mackenzie and I were talking before we started the podcast and about how when she did my chart like four years or so ago and you know it said that what would it say like I'd be in the public eye or something like that and we we're both laughing yeah, at totally. that because so I was in, like the quietest person <laughs> yeah it was crazy because when I first got Jill's information I was like oh let's pull up her chart and like we pull it up and she has this packed tent house and so what that means in like layman's terms is that um, you know, the house is an area of life in a chart where activity is going to take place. And she had like, I don't know, five or six planets up there. So a ton of activity um, and, and force and energy in this one house. And, and this was like the most public house in the chart. It's like where everyone sees you. It's your reputation. It's your public persona. It's um, this need to kind of exert yourself and put yourself out there in the public eye. And I looked at, or we like looked at each other and we we're like, uh, is this right? I was like, is your birth time right? You're like, yeah. Yeah, I, I called so, like, my mom. I called <laughs> to make sure, you know, the time I was born was right, the place I was born was right. But yeah, who knew like four years later that here I am, have my own podcast and my own business. It's crazy. Yeah. crazy. It's so cool. And, and yeah, you're making the most of that 10th house and, and just through your kind of alchemical transformation here. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So it's crazy because there's a field of a medical astrology also that people can look into if they're interested. Um, but it's, it's wild. Certain planets and certain signs all can fall um, towards certain like disorders or diseases or certain planets rule certain parts of the body too. So medical astrology is like a really crazy cool thing that I want to learn more about down the road. Um, but yeah, so really you, cool stuff actually. Do you so you find that the the sun sign is probably the strongest in that sense because we also have the, what the rising and the moon, right? Can that affect your health as well, or is it mostly just the um the sun? Oh, time? totally. Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Actually, the moon is supposed to, in medical and like physical astrology, medi- um, the moon rules like the kind of internal fluctuations you go through. It rules like the blood, the bile, all the liquids in the body. So right. your moon sign actually is really important. It's like it's out of my scope of understanding, but on this like very light topical note, 
it rolls all those liquids in the body and it rolls the kind of fluctuations. Um, it's crazy. And then Mars in your chart um, is important to look at because if you have a hot Mars or a cold Mars, you either you run hot or you kind of run cold. There's, there's so many different ways to delineate it. And the rising signs are really important, actually, because in your chart, your rising signs kind of defines your body. It talks about your kind of physical essence as well as your kind of personality and self-expression too. But whatever sign is ruling that rising sign has a planet that's ruling that sign. And essentially whatever planet that is, is going to talk about the characteristics of the body and of the health. So we want to look to that planet to see like, how is it interacting with the rest of the chart? Maybe it's like talking to Mars. So there's some inflammation, maybe it's talking to Saturn. So it's kind of cold and, and hardened in a way. There's, there's innumerable ways that like astrology talks about the body and, and medical um, things. It's really quite crazy. And yeah, it, it's, just, it's crazy. And let's example. So the rising, the sun, the moon, I mean, I know so many Capricorns that have like knees that hurt or backs that hurt, like, you know, it's with Saturn and Capricorn ruling the knees. When they, whenever I hear someone get a knee injury, I was like, ah, oh. right. so you got some house, some Capricorn house, some Capricorn activity going on in your chart. Like, what's happening, you know? Yeah. So, I got, I got Pisces look, rolls the feet. Like, I got to look at mine now because my, my, my rising is an Aquarius and my moon is a Virgo. So, right. Yes. So, your moon in Virgo gives you the kind of um, the draw innately to dive into nutrition and understanding the body and working with the body in a very natural way and transforming yourself. Um, but really through the art of nutrition. So that's so cool, I think. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah. And your Aquarius rising would be ruled by Saturn, which gives you kind of a serious um, disposition for a Sagittarius sun underneath it. Underneath it all, you want you want to have some Sag fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's. I mean, it's funny, too, because I think, I don't know, I think you, if you were surprised or not when you first met me that I was a Sagittarius because then we realized my rising sign is Aquarius because I can be a very serious person when you first meet me so totally totally Aquarius can be like really like but Aquarius is good at asking questions and you know doing just this kind of thing it's an air sign so it loves to talk and explore ideas and concepts and you're doing a great job at that so you're living up to your to your astrology finally (laughs) yay yay anyway yeah very cool stuff definitely um is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up Oh, man. Um, if you are ever interested in getting a chart reading with me or you're interested in learning more about astrology, um, you can contact me at MacInTheZodiac.com. I'm M-A-C-K. And, yeah, come look me up. Hit me up if you want a book chart reading to know a little bit more about yourself. Definitely. And I'm going to put Mackenzie's uh, information uh, in the description as well so you guys can contact her. Um, it's definitely worth it. You know, I know there's people out there who may not necessarily believe in the stuff, but it's still good to look at because – you know what, maybe you could tell you something about yourself that you didn't realize before and you could take something away from it and build from there. So totally. it's all good. All right, Mackenzie, thank you for, mm-hmm. thanks for being on. Thank Appreciate you so much it. for having me. All right. Bye.